Tell Me What Happened, the podcast that features folks from all walks of life telling us one true childhood story and how that event, that experience, has impacted who they are today. I'm your host, Jay Rehack, and like you, I've had my share of childhood experiences, some of them painful, some of them quite pleasant. But I'd like to think that everything that's ever happened to me has made me who I am today, and I'd like to think it's made me a better person. Now, that may not be true, but that's what I like to think. Anyway, Tell Me What Happened is sponsored by Sidelining Publishing, publishers of quality books, including Susan Salvador's classics, I've Got Peace in My Fingers, and One Little Act of Kindness. All right, today I have as my guest, John Tabor, host of the Audit 15 Fun Podcast and audit professional living in Iowa. Welcome to the show, John. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Jay, for the opportunity and the platform here to share my story. I'm really looking forward to it, John, although I do know, because I read a little description beforehand, that it's not going to be a very happy story. But I'm going to leave you to tell it. John, at the end, I'm going to ask you absolutely one question. And that one question is this. How do you think what you tell me, the experience that you had, has impacted who you are today? But I'm going to stop talking now, John. Take it away, John Tabor. All right. Thank you again, Jay, for the opportunity here to be on your podcast. And yes, indeed, it's not a very, it's a sad story. So 30 years ago, in 1993, my brother, who was then 13 years old, he died in a drowning accident. I was 10 years at the time, and it's a memory that I carry with me until today. But I do I do hope that at the end of the story, I'll have a positive message to the listeners here. So. Basically, uh, when he was 13 years old and I was 10, we went to a club, went to a swimming pool. Uh, I was not present at the time when he had the accident. I had to just step outside of the club for a few moments. And maybe that was God's way of uh, making me not be present there at that moment. But when I came back, I remember the ambulance was coming in, emergency people or, you know, the people who were helping him try to revive him were there and went to the hospital when we got to the hospital it was it's kind of a blur in my a bit of a blur in my memory here but got to the hospital I remember seeing i was seeing saw my mom crying and i knew that something bad had happened but i did not know exactly what had happened then i remember my uncle picked me up at the hospital because my mom she just could not talk to me at that time and we'll get to that in a little bit here but I remember being in the, in the car with my uncle and my uncle told me we, they could not save him. And I was 10 years old and I'm like, what does that mean that they couldn't save him? And when I got to his, to his house, I think it dawned on me, he was gone. So fast forward a few months after his death, I was just coping with the pain. And I think this is, it's a pain that you just cope with it through your life. It never goes away. There's a whole you know, for any people who have experienced death before, that's that's something that everybody will experience. There's a hole in you that will never be filled again. But yes, so fast forward a few months, I remember I wrote a poem to express my feelings. 
it was a it was a very short poem at that time i was still living in brazil i'm originally from brazil so my family was there my my dad is from iowa so that's why you know i i live now in iowa and i have the iowa connection and i wrote that poem in portuguese i don't i don't exactly remember what the poem was but i just remember that it was something to the extent of he was here yesterday he's not here today the sudden death just that hole that you you have after someone is gone suddenly and i shared that poem with my portuguese teacher and she liked it she shared with other teachers she shared with my mom and i remember at that time in that school that i was going to they had a science fair which is something that they did every year towards the end of the year where they would have different projects different things that the students was, were working on that would be presented to not only the students all of the other students but also to the parents it was a big deal and i remember there was some conversation about my poem being display some sort of display in the science fair granted a poem is not a, a science type of work but i thought that was interesting and they decided ultimately not to display that poem and i question why why didn't they want to talk about that and and thinking about that memory back and this is something that i i was just recently thinking about this people don't want to talk about death people don't want to talk about pain you know for any of your listeners who have lost their relatives who do they feel comfortable in talking to about their relatives who have passed there's not a whole lot of support maybe for adults you know you have support groups that you can go to but for kids for a 10 year old that's doesn't exist and if if it exists is not too widely known so that's the i think it's the core message here is we need to make talking about death and talking about you know losing your relatives and the pain that you're going through more normalize and that's the message that i would like the listeners to take away from this episode and on the negative side i would say how it has impacted me is i tend to hold my feelings more than some people do and maybe that's because of my brother just that's just who i am and on the positive side i would say i'm more understanding of people who are going through the same situation recently had a neighbor who lost her father and had a conversation with her and I, i i knew the pain that she was going through and i knew the questions to ask without being too invasive into her privacy but at least showing that the support that people need to have when they're going through that pain yeah i can't uh, imagine the your loss but i can tell you that when you told the story i flash back to my own life when i was 14 uh one of my good friends drowned and I in a in an accident and his brother called me and told me and I said I was 14 but I said that's impossible I talked to him yesterday it was like it was impossible that he had that he had died and um obviously that's illogical but I just I felt your pain when you know you're you're, you were saying as a 10 year old trying to have your uncle or your mother try to explain to you what had happened because it's sort of it doesn't register for a little bit you know and then in terms of listening to your story about trying to add the poem into the science fair 
and the idea that you're trying to express yourself. And it's good that the teacher acknowledged it. I'm sorry that the rest of the community couldn't. I mean, I think I just can say, John, that I absolutely agree with you that most of society doesn't really like to talk about death at all. And it's somehow as if if you don't talk about it, you won't, you won't have to deal with it, which is absurd, of course. And we know that as young children, we don't often because we don't always experience it young. And I'm sorry you did. As you think it's made you more empathetic to everybody else, though, now, do you think that you're able to articulate it, sort of understand it better than other people? Or do you uh, offer your help to people when they go through these types of experiences? Yeah, it definitely has made me more empathetic, has made me stronger as well. And yeah, definitely when when you're 10 years old, it doesn't register. It's not something that you you understand. And, you know, here I am 30 years after the incident talking about it. This is the very first time that I'm talking about it in a public forum. And I'm doing this for a couple of reasons, Jay. First one, it's, you know, this is the 30 year anniversary of his of his death. And I I do you know he's still very alive to me, <laughs> even though he's not present with me. What was his name, by the way? Uh, Luis Felipe. So even though he's not present with me, I think that he's very much alive and I want to keep his memory. So maybe this is a way to immortalize mm -hmm. his memory. And the second reason that I'm doing this, I have a four-year-old daughter mm -hmm. and she reminds me quite a bit of him because she's very artistic. She loves drawing. She wants to play the guitar. And that's what my brother used to love to do drawing and guitar so i'm reminded of him every day by seeing her and i want to make the best out of her life giving her the support that she needs as she goes through any pain hopefully she doesn't have to go through any pain like i did when i was young but as she gets older and is facing challenges in her life i want to be there to support her i want to be there to just be someone that she can talk to and I think that's the, the most important thing here. You know, people who are who go through that experience, in a way, they feel invisible mm. because they can't talk about it. Right. There's no one to talk about it. And that's the message that I want the listeners to take away here. If someone is going through that pain right now, mm. make them visible. Talk to them. Show your support. Yeah, I'm with you. because I, I, I hear you. I, I was a school teacher for 36 years. And uh, I know the value of more or less acknowledging experiences that occur rather than ignoring them. In other words, somebody goes through something, you certainly don't have the answer to their problem. I mean, you know, there's nothing anybody could ever say about Luis Felipe and that would somehow say, oh, it's better. And we get that. You cannot make something better, but you can also, to a certain extent, I do believe, make it worse by ignoring it almost acting as if well if we don't talk about it then it didn't happen and then your brain sort of says wait a minute this was my brother it did happen i mourn for it and when you at least acknowledge it to somebody else again it doesn't solve the issue the loss is the loss but to be able to say yeah i mean i, I as i was thinking about it thinking about your daughter or whatever i just kept thinking the whole time i kept thinking luis felipe presente and uh that notion of somebody still being alive through 
the genetic world, but also just being reminded, you know, say it out loud, that type of thing, you know. The fact that you mentioned his name, that he, you tell the story, he lives on in, in a way. That's all I'm going to say. Absolutely. And to your point, Jay, and you just reminded me here of a book that I read to my daughter some nights, and it's called the, In the Rabbit Listen. I don't know if you know what book that is. I don't. But it's it's a book that just talks about sometimes people, they just need to be heard. So for anyone who is going through that pain, just lend your ears to them. What was the name of that book again, just so I can write it down? And the Rabbit Listen. Okay. And the Rabbit Listen. Okay. It's a children's book, but it has a powerful message. Well, I'm going to link it on your particular episode because I think it's worth reading. It sounds like it's worth reading. And the idea of the importance of listening, I think every young person should know, but also old guys like me <laughs> and everybody that you meet, it's the idea of about listening. Absolutely. Being the support. Well, thank you, John, for your story. Again, I'm sad for your loss. Uh, I do want you to know that through the retelling, I now, when I think of you, I will think of... Uh, Luis Philippe and his short life, but um, the impact it's had on you and, of course, now your daughter. So thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much, Jay. This meant a lot to me to be here and to tell my story. been 30 years in the making, <laughs> and hopefully I did a good job telling the story. <laughs> yes, it's beautiful. Uh, yes. So really appreciate the opportunity here, Jay. Thank you, John. All right. Well, that's our show. I'd like to thank John Tabor for that very painful but personal story that I think resonates with many of us. So until next time, this is Jay Rehack asking you all to please stay safe out there and try not to hurt anybody. Mm-hmm.